Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. the song that woo pastor bob the tell it like it is radio show good to have you tuning in tonight this is the um apostolic 
Acts 238, radio broadcast from Dickinson, North Dakota. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, 501 Elks Drive. Right on Interstate 94, you can't miss it. And uh, we'd love to have you come and visit our church. Certainly, I'm on the air to let you know about it. Absolutely, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie about that. We're here to try to influence people to that Acts two thirty eight message in the Bible, where Peter said unto them, "Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost." Somebody driving through Dickinson right now, tuning in on the AM radio station here. Uh, Maybe you just heard that for the first time and and felt like the Lord spoke to you. Well, that's kind of the way it works, and it works that way in a lot of people's lives. Uh, We believe the entire Bible, but we also know that the plan of salvation is certainly in a concise, summed-up form in Acts 2.38, and I hardly go through a program, if ever, where I don't mention that. Tonight... Uh, oh, by the way, uh, see, if you are listening tonight live, what is it, June 25th? That's right, June 26th, okay? And um, that's a, it's a live broadcast tonight. If you're tuning in at a different time and you hear this broadcast, you're listening to a podcast, which I haven't, I've gotten kind of lazy. I haven't uploaded the last 10 of them or so. I think there's a couple hundred of them already, and I wait until everybody starts yelling at me to do it, and then I... Go ahead and do it. Now, you can text me in the program tonight, and you can't call into the studio because it doesn't work for me to do that, but you can text me, 701-290-7862. You can email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. As I mentioned earlier, I'm a United Pentecostal pastor from Dickinson, North Dakota, and also belong to the WPF2, so I have couple different organizations I associate with, but mainly I associate with the Bible. <laughs> That's who I associate with. I'm just rambling here. The uh, I've had some people text already tonight. Um, the prize for the earlier, earliest texter is Brother Griffith, a minister from Great Falls, Montana. That's a regular listener. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see who else we've got listening tonight. We've got some that are, oh, they're just starting to text. Brother Griffith was first. We have um, Yvonne and Marin listening in Bowman tonight. Haven't seen you guys for a while. Well, I guess I did. It was just a week ago. Carl and his wife, Jeannie, are listening from Michigan. These are friends of ours that um, we get together in odd ways. If they know that I'm preaching somewhere, somewhere close by where they live, sometimes it's not even close by, they'll, they'll drive over and we'll have a meal with them. Um, just a kind of a long history especially between Carl and I, but these are good friends of ours from Michigan going to a Pentecostal church out there. We've got Tim listening from North Carolina. The Blairs are listening to from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You are, oh, I see you're going to the Revolution Conference down there with Brother Tony Spell, who was definitely in the news during the COVID thing, and I, I was praying and backing him. If you uh, thought he was dumb for having church, um, that's your opinion, but I didn't. I, I thought that's one of the rights. You know, I'm not political here, but I kind of like that. what that governor of DeSantis did in Florida here this past week. He, he made a, they signed a law that said that from now on, church services are, are essential uh, businesses. 
So if they ever try to close them down again, they won't be able to. Um, Steven's listening tonight. Good to have him out in Pennsylvania, I think. Brother um, Fuller, haven't heard from him for a while. He's listening. Just came off of the White Shield Church service. They're, they're holding services up there. That's good. How did it go up there? That's a town. It's not too close to here, really, but it's not too far either. Sister Brett's is listening tonight. Uh, what a sweet lady. We've been getting to spend some time with her so lately, so that's been nice. She's from Kildare, North Dakota. Again, you can text me. I just wanted to, oh, it's still just better stop. I'll maybe try to catch up later on some of these. Um, we've got uh, excited about the broadcast tonight. I'm going to talk about, I've, I've been goofing around here for the last five minutes. I better get to it. But I'm talking about, tonight we're talking about Jonah. Uh, we're going to get in the mind of Jonah, the prophet, tonight. Um, very interesting to me. Let me just read some verses to you. Jonah is just a really short book in the Old Testament. Of course, you know, he's famous for Jonah and the whale, which I'll touch on, but that's really not what I want to zero in on tonight. Jonah chapter 3, verse 9, we break into this story. Jonah had not wanted to go to Nineveh. Um, He ended up being thrown overboard in a ship. God, in his mercy, sent a great fish to swallow Jonah, protect him, save his life. Of course, he was spewed out of the, the great fish's mouth and went to Nineveh. He preached, and um, his message was simply this. In 40 days, this city is going to be destroyed. That's what he said. Well, the people and the king believed him, and they took it to heart, and they began to fast and pray and to repent themselves towards Jonah's God, who they really didn't know. But they believed Jonah's preaching. And in verse 9 of Jonah chapter 3, the king said, let's try, you know, pleading with God for forgiveness. He goes, who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? Verse 10, God saw their works that they turned from their evil way, and re- and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. Going on into chapter 4, it said, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was very angry. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, of great kindness, and repentest thee of the evil. This is so interesting to me. And uh, there's two main themes in my program tonight, and I'm going to get to both of them. I'm going to go back and forth between both of them. But Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. Uh, he, He didn't want to go there and prophesy. Even when he did finally go, if you notice in his preaching, there was no mercy offered. Um, in verse 4, Jonah began to, of chapter 3, Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. What was the reason Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh? What was the reason that he was so angry that 
that they might repent and fast before God, a God that they didn't know. You know, what? why was Jonah so angry, and why, why was he so reluctant to go to Nineveh and preach? Now, some people think he was scared to go, which I can tell you he was not. But the Bible said that Jonah was very angry. He wasn't just a little bit angry. He was very angry, like in a rage angry. Why was Jonah so angry? Why did Jonah hate these Ninevites? Well, I think we can understand that the Ninevites were a very wicked people. I mean, uh, they were probably, if you ranked wicked people, they were right up there at the top throughout history. What they did to their enemies, even to their own people, it was a bloodthirsty crowd. Innocent people were dying constantly. Uh, Nineveh had not been good to Jonah's people. Who knows if Jonah's, some of Jonah's relatives had been captured and enslaved or killed by the Ninevites. We don't know that. It doesn't say that. But he hated the Ninevites. They had been wicked to his people. They had been wicked to themselves. And he wanted no part of having them have any type, any chance of being forgiven. And certainly... Jonah was smart enough to know if God's sending me there to warn them, there's probably a reason that I'm going there to warn them. Now, I ran into a a friend of mine one time told me that he had a brother. They were talking. He was trying to witness to his brother. This friend of mine was coming to our church. And his brother said, if your God could forgive somebody like Adolf Hitler, I have no interest in knowing about him or serving him. You see, some people, when they see the wickedness in the um, in the world, hey, i got to say this. You know, the Sierra Mathern just texted me, and her kids are listening. Ella, Ella, are you listening? I didn't know that you tied for the camper of the year at, at junior camp this year. Oh, I didn't know. I felt so bad when I found out. I would have... I would have honored you too. And then her dad, uh, her dad just texted me and said his other daughter they had had swelling and it all went away when we prayed for her at church, and she's been swollen for two days with a infection or a reaction to some mosquito bites. Here I'm getting sidetracked, but anyway, I shouldn't look at these texts while I'm trying to do this. But anyway, I'm just interacting. All right, but but Jonah, some people. They've been hurt so badly, or they've seen wickedness, like let's say Adolf Hitler and the Nazis, that we're just waiting for God to get them. But you see, Jonah was also angry. He wasn't just angry with the Ninevites, but he was angry with God. And I'm going to tell you when I get back after this song why he was angry with God. Because Jonah knew something about God. And tonight my program is to tell you what did Jonah know. Jesus loves me. I know it's true. Because he died for me. 
loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Tell you what, when you've said that, you've said a lot. Lots of people texting me tonight, some new people. We've got, um, let's see, Zach and Leah listening on the drive home from, from Dickinson, North Dakota. Hello to them. Be careful. Brother Dale Jones just tuned in. He says, tell it. He always says that. Tell it. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Talking up, we're getting in the mind of Jonah tonight, what Jonah knew. Jonah knew something about God. 
about his God that made him angry at God. Isn't that something? I'm going to tell you what Jonah knew. Doesn't make me angry. Shame on you, Jonah. It's kind of bad to cut down people that can't defend themselves because he's dead. But he was wrong here. If Jonah really did write the book of Jonah, he's telling on himself. Hopefully he turned this around later. But in Jonah chapter 4 and verse 2, I read it earlier, but this is what Jonah said. He said, I prayed, and he prayed unto the Lord. The Living Bible said he complained unto the Lord. He said, Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish. In other words, he he told God back in Jonah chapter 1, it doesn't say it there, but he, he tells us the reason that I left, I wasn't scared of going to Nineveh. I wasn't scared of these people. I was afraid you'd forgive them, and I didn't want you to. See, he goes on, he said, I knew, this is what Jonah knew, that thou art a gracious God, merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repentest thee of the evil. Verse 3 in the Living Bible, he said, just kill me now, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive if what, if what I predicted will not happen. See, Jonah wasn't afraid of going to Nineveh. He wasn't afraid of their cruelty, which they were cruel. He told God right up front when God asked him to go, he said, I, I'm afraid because I know who you are that you're going to forgive them if they repent. See, as the Old Testament is full of a lot of judgment. It's full of a lot of things that maybe you don't like and maybe I don't like either. I'm not going to argue with God about it. But Jonah knew something. He knew that as angry as God could get, that God still loved to forgive. What five things did Jonah know? Well, number one, it said he knew that God was a gracious God. I'm in Jonah chapter 4 and verse 2, if you have your Bible. (coughs) He's a gracious God. Number two, he's merciful. The Bible says in Micah 7.18, Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity, and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. God loves to forgive. You know, in, in Psalm 86 and 5, he said, For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive, plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. God is he's good. He's ready to forgive. He's got plenty of mercy. He's got a storehouse full of mercy. His mercy endureth forever. He's not running out of mercy anytime soon. Now, that doesn't mean he's just going to overlook sin. No, in 40 days, he was going to destroy Nineveh, everybody. I don't know what what he was going to do, but he was going to wipe them out. So God, he's serious about it. But for people that are willing to truly repent and truly change their ways, God is full of mercy. Number three, Jonah knew that God was slow to anger. That's a good thing. It's a good thing for nations that God slowed anger. In 1972, 
our federal, our Supreme Court. There was a case brought to our Supreme Court, Roe versus Wade. And that case has made it so states cannot outlaw the killing of the unborn. That's what abortion is. For the last 50 years, it's been like that. Now, you know, I'm not sure who's all listening to me today, and maybe you're thinking, boy, that's surprising you'd say that, Pastor Bob, because I've picked up on the fact that you're a freedom-minded person. Shouldn't people have the right to do what they want to with their own bodies? Absolutely. If you don't want to take the COVID shot in your own body, great. Don't take it. But here's the issue, folks. Is it a baby that's inside that mom? That's the question. Because if it's a baby, you can't kill it. Now, sometimes you might might want to kill your teenagers. <laughs> I'm just teasing, of course. But they might drive you crazy. But you can't kill them. It's against the law. It's against the law to kill anybody. That's that's a good law. Why should you be able to kill them if they're an unborn baby? And for 50 years, our Supreme Court has told states, you can't pass a law against killing those babies. One of my sons was instrumental in making a law here in North Dakota that if this ever happened in the Supreme Court, that it would be a trigger and it would automatically go into effect that they can't do abortions in this state. And I'm proud of him for that. And wouldn't you know it, it's going to happen now. I believe he was the one that, I don't know if he authored the the law or co-authored it, I'm not sure exactly, but I'm proud of him for that. Because I'm not talking politics here. I don't talk politics on this program. I'm talking about if you're killing babies, it's a good thing that God is slow to anger. Because otherwise, we'd, we'd have been toast. Now, of course, you know that doesn't mean abortion is over in this country. But what it does mean at this point is our states can pass laws against the killing of the unborn, which North Dakota, I guess, has one now. Many other states had these trigger laws. But how does that fit into my program tonight? Well, first, I am happy about it. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm Here again, if you're listening to me and think I'm trying to boss women around and tell them what to do with their bodies, I'm not any more than I would try to tell somebody to get a COVID shot. You know, that that's interesting to me that people think they could boss people around to get COVID shots. I thought it was a free country. and And I'm not trying to boss pregnant women around. All I'm saying is, if it's a baby, you can't kill it. You just can't. It's it's wrong. And for 50 years, we've been killing them. And don't think God hasn't noticed. Longfellow, the, the famous, famous author and poet, said this, The mills of God grind slowly, but they grind exceeding fine. Though with patience he stands waiting, with exactness he grinds all. What, what does that mean? What it means is God is slow to anger, but he will judge if we don't turn around. You see, that's why 
uh, the Bible says that God is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. There are people listening to me right now, I know for sure one, that has played games with God for years. And you think because you're still alive that God has ignored it. He's not ignoring it. But he loves mercy. Wow. And then it says he is of great kindness. These are things that Jonah knew that he was angry at God because he knew that if he told the Ninevites and he warned the Ninevites that they were going to be destroyed, that there was a chance that they might repent. Because he knew, and he knew a God, his God, loved mercy. And he was kind. Titus 3, 4, and 5, chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. But after the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So these are the things that Jonah was worried about. I know it sounds crazy to you, but Jonah was worried that God would forgive them. Jonah was worried that they would repent, and he knew that God loved mercy. You know, I am, uh, let me just take a little break here. Stormy's listening in the Philippines. Good to have Stormy listening. And um, we've got uh, other people. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862, or email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Wow. 
God couldn't stand the distance. Man separated himself from God by sin, and he made a bridge to get back to us, or so we could get back to him. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, you're tuning in on June 26, 2022 for a live broadcast. This is an AM station called KDIX. Of course, if you're from Dickinson, you know that. And if you're not from Dickinson, you're listening somehow on the Internet or on Holy Ghost Radio. And I appreciate Holy Ghost Radio for uh, what they do. That is a great, great ministry. Send an offering to Holy Ghost Radio. Uh, they, they're, they operate on a shoestring, I think. We're talking about getting into Jonah's mind tonight, what Jonah knew, why Jonah was so angry. Um, Jonah, according to Sierra that texted me, Jonah had bitterness in his heart. Bitterness and love, she said, can't live together in the same heart. Each day we must decide which one gets to stay. That's some truth in that. Brother Griffith texted me, Lamentations 3, 21 through 23, this I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Why isn't that in my notes already? Um, we've got the Burlings, Dale and Diane, listening in Wisconsin with Dale's brothers, Donnie and Paul. Good to have them with us tonight, Wisconsin. Now, are Donnie and Paul as nice as Dale is? That's what I want to know. I don't. I doubt it. I don't know how you could be. Well, he couldn't be any nicer. Nice guy. We're talking about Jonah was angry because he was afraid that God would forgive the Ninevites because he hated them. The fifth thing that Jonah said that he knew about God, and this I want to spend the last part of the program talking about this. Jonah knew that God would had allowed himself the privilege to change his mind about judgment. The message that Jonah preached to the Ninevites was simply this. Forty days in this city will be overthrown or destroyed. Okay? They repented. They fasted. And God changed his mind. And now Jonah thought he was a fool. This same, this, this same God of Jonah who in Malachi 3.6 said, I am the Lord and I change not. This same God that James spoke about in James 1.17, he said, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. In other words, God doesn't ever change his mind. He just, Once he makes up his mind, he doesn't hesitate. He's going straight there. This same God that the writer of Hebrews said, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. This same God, it says in, in Jonah that he repented of the evil that he was going to do to the Ninevites. This, that same God changed his mind toward people who truly repented, and he could see that by their works that they had. That's what it says. Read it. Jonah 3 and 4. You know, he, he I mean Jonah chapter 4. Uh, you know, he this this God well, you know, they he changed his like like the uh, when we get what do we started out in Jonah chapter 3, 
the Bible said in verse 10 that after they repented, God didn't just hear their words, but he saw their works that they had turned from their evil way. And God repented of the evil that that he would do unto them, and he did it not. That Knowing that drove Jonah crazy. See, the same thing Jonah was angry with God about and very angry according to the Scripture, I'm really proud of God about. (laughs) Not that God needs me to be be proud of him. I hope he's pleased with me. I'm not going to hurt God's self-esteem if he doesn't think I'm proud of him. I mean, Jonah was angry with God about the very thing that I'm happy with God about. I'm I'm happy that maybe I haven't been hurt as bad as Jonah's been hurt. Maybe I haven't been hurt as bad as you've been hurt. Over the years, I've talked to many people. I just talked to somebody last week that told me they had been angry with God. Honestly, I've never been angry with God. I've been angry with people. I, I Sometimes I wonder why people won't straighten out. I know people have free will. And I know, just like Jonah did, I mean, God, he tried to convince Jonah. Jonah was just the knucklehead. This secret that Jonah knew can be summed up, this secret, well, it's not a secret, but the thing that Jonah knew that didn't want him to go to Nineveh can be summed up in Ezekiel 33.11. Say unto them, as I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from their way and live. Turn ye, turn from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? God has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. God is looking for everyone to come to a place of repentance, surrender, and change. God can change his mind about judgment. And we better be able to change our minds too. Today in church I told a story and this precious lady is listening to me tonight. There was about 30 years ago Sister Bretts is listening. Her son was shot and killed by a drunken man who was out of his mind. Sister Bretz goes to our church, just a precious, precious lady. And I, I'm not sure how old she is, maybe 40 or something. Well, she's a little older than that. But what's so interesting to me about a year ago, Sister Bretz came up to me after a Sunday service and she said, Pastor, I have a strange prayer request for you. She said, but I want you to begin to pray for the man that shot and killed my son, Howard. So I put I put um, this Roy on my prayer list. It would be kind of neat tonight if he was listening somehow, some way. I'm not going to tell his full name, but Roy, I believe, lives in Oklahoma. And Sister Bretz wanted me to put him on my prayer list because Sister Bretz has forgiven him for shooting 
and killing her son. And she knows the same thing that Jonah knew, and the same thing that I know, and the same thing that many of you know, that God is a forgiver and will never be more like God than we can forgive to. And we'll never be more opposite of God than when we can't. Needless, or I need to mention <clears throat> that it was because of these events in Sister Brett's life that she got into the church and started walking with God in this Acts 2.38 truth. That's another story. But tonight I'm telling us that we have got to love these Ninevites. Our world people are doing stupid things. It can just about make a righteous person's blood boil. But you see, these people are not our enemy. They're prisoners of war of our enemy, Satan. And we have got to go and help them. You know, I mean... Jesus on the cross, one of some of his last words is were simply this, uh, Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You know, and that's our example. That's who we need to follow. Are you a forgiver? You know, in marriage, you should have a contest, who's the best forgiver? There should be a contest. Who's the best forgiver? Because there's going to be hurt in marriage. There's going to be hurt in life. But we can't have the attitude that Jonah had. We can't. Jesus said, if you won't forgive other men their sins, your father won't forgive your sins. Well, if your sins aren't going to be forgiven, you're not going to heaven. We've got to be glad that we serve a gracious and merciful God. If God is willing to forgive people, what business do we have in not doing it? If they're good enough for God to forgive them, we ought to too. My mom's probably listening tonight. My mom, I don't know, maybe she's battled things on the inside, but on the from what I see, my mom doesn't seem to have a bitter bone in her body. I... You know, she's just, she, you know, she was raised in a situation what was not ideal with her mom and dad. I've never heard her say anything bad about her mom or dad. Uh, she was married to my dad, who had a bad drinking problem for a long time. And when he quit drinking, she just forgave him and went on. You see, we can't have the spirit of Jonah. We have got to reach this world with love. We've got to change our attitude. You know, I, I was talking to our, I've been talking about Jonah since Friday. I was talking to our men's Bible study Friday morning, which if you want to go to a men's Bible study in Dickinson, 6 a.m., Friday morning, 501 Elks Drive, just about always food there, always coffee there. We go from about 6 till 7. We'll get you to work. But, we, we've got to change the way, Jonah, Jonah, you've got to change the way you look at things. 
Jonah's arguing with God about this. <coughs> it's very interesting to me that Jonah was so thick-headed that he could he even thought he told God you're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. These people need to be destroyed. Jonah needed to have a paradigm shift in his thinking, which means a fundamental change in approach or assumption. But he just, maybe later he did, but in our, in our story of Jonah, he just couldn't come to that. You know, you can look at two different th- the same thing <laughs> in two different ways. I got a letter one time from a guy named Greg. Greg said, he said to me, he, he said, I knew I found the right church because it has a pastor that cares enough to ask him when he misses church. Okay, that's one way to look at it. There's other people that have told me, get out of my business. Whether I come to church or not, it's my business, and I don't want you asking me where I was. Well, it's the same thing, the same, the same circumstance. I heard a lady about a lady one time that got mad <coughs> that people were praying for her in our church. They, they went back and prayed for her, and she got mad. There's other people that would love to find a church where people would come and pray for them. You see, Jonah needed a paradigm shift in his thinking to bring it about into God's way of thinking. God's way of thinking is mercy. That's his way of thinking. You know, God's way of thinking is you've you got to change your thinking. You have to. On, on Wednesday night, this past Wednesday, I spoke about something. I probably won't speak about it on the radio. It probably isn't as applicable to the radio, but I talked about the way we dress and how the Bible said we need to show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And the word show there, show forth, is a Greek word that kind of means to exaggerate it, to, um, to make a big deal out of it, or kind of even to show off, show off God. And so I talked about the way Pentecostals should dress. I said something like, don't let the way you dress hide your candle under a bushel. In other words, you might you might know about God, you might love God, but the way you dress could be the first impression that turns people off about God. And there was a lady that came up to me after church Wednesday night, and she told me, she said, I liked your teaching about dress, and you're right. Dressing right is the easiest part. <laughs> well, she's got a great attitude. But I'll tell you, there's other people that are like, I'm never going back to that church again. You see, Jonah needed to change his thinking. Do you need to change your thinking? You know, um, I am just tonight, and I suppose because all weekend I've been talking about Jonah kind of, but I am just absolutely um, amazed and, <coughs> oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not amazed. Um intrigued yeah that's the right word by jonah not because i like him but because who does he think he is arguing with god 
And who do you think you are when you argue with God? The Bible clearly teaches that baptism is by immersion, and it was done in the name of Jesus, Matthew 28, 19, where Jesus commanded his disciples to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And in the book of Acts, those same disciples baptized everybody in the name of Jesus. Well, you know that Father, Son, and Holy Ghost aren't names, and they knew it too. That's why they baptized in the name of Jesus. Who are we to argue with God? Who are we to tell God, well, I think that, you know, this is just as good. You can argue with your maker, but you'll never, ever win. He's smarter than we are. He knows more than we are. He knows the backstory. Jonah, go to Nineveh and preach because, and trust God. If he forgives them, if they repent and he forgives them, that's his business. If they don't repent, that's their business. Do what God told you to do. I guess the reason I dislike Jonah here again, he probably changed later after this story. But I just, people that, you know, if you won't give mercy to others or hope for mercy with others, what about the day you need mercy? What about the day I need mercy? You see, you know, maybe you uh, see somebody who has wayward children. They've walked away, so you're... You're saying, boy, they did this wrong, they did that wrong. What about the day maybe one of your children starts to stray? You'll be looking for a friend that day, somebody to pray with you. You know, I, I'm telling us tonight that, that uh, you know, I, I remember one time somebody said this in one of my Sunday school classes. We have open discussion Sunday school classes. He, I don't know, the subject of homosexuality came up, and he said, best thing that could happen to San, San Francisco is if they drop a bomb right in the middle of it. And I looked at him and I said, shame on you. If Jesus came back today instead of in Palestine <coughs> to set up camp in America, he'd probably sent her out of San Francisco. And some of his disciples would have been ex-homosexuals. Shame on you. Shame on you for wanting to kill all the Muslims. You know, sh- shame on you for wanting to kill all the people that are perverting things in this country. We don't want to kill anybody. I'm going after the Ninevites, but I'm not going after them to kill them. I want to see them converted. You know, the Bible said it named all kinds of horrible sins, and it said, and such were some of you. Who is Pastor Bob to look his nose down on anybody when I used to be a liar and a drug user? Who am I that I would say, you know, blow him up? Thank God he got a hold of me. Come on, Jonah. (coughs) Change your thinking. Who am I preaching to anyway? I'm reaching out to the Ninevites and I'm reaching out to the Jonahites or Jonahites. You know, 
I'm both of both of them. In other words, you Ninevites, listen, God's going to destroy you if you don't turn around. He's he's telling you because he loves you. He doesn't want to destroy you. But you can't play games. And to you that are out there mad at these people that are so messed up, you need to quit being mad. You need to start practicing some love. And I'm not saying you're not. Yeah. You know, Sierra just texted me, this Sierra that goes to our church, how will you win the lost if you hate them? <laughs> how will you, let, me, let me add this, Sierra. How will you win the lost if you act like you hate them? Because nobody would admit they hate them. Nobody would admit that. But how are you going to win the lost if you hate them? How are you going to win the lost if you act like you hate them? You know, um, one time I drove down Main Street in Bismarck in the middle of the day. And I saw a man, he looked like a homeless man, probably an alcoholic, and he was urinating right in, right in, right on Main Street in Bismarck. Maybe when I was younger, maybe I would have laughed at that. Maybe I would have thought it was funny, but I didn't think it was funny. I cried. We've got to love the Ninevites. Uh, it sounds like I'm bragging on myself. No, it's not that. I'm just, I'm just reminding myself. <clears throat> these people, these people that are protesting for abortion, for killing the unborn, these people are not Pastor Bob's enemy. They're not my enemy. If you're one of those people, you're not my enemy. I think you're wrong. But you're not my enemy. Come on, Jonah. Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. Our next service is Wednesday night at 730. That's a regular church service. Come dressed up. You know, wear your best clothes. Um, if your best clothes have holes in them, wear the ones that have the least holes in them. We have prayer meeting at 7 o'clock before church, so if you like to pray, I encourage all the people in our church, come and sit in that prayer room, walk in the prayer room. There's places to walk or sit. Let's pray together for half an hour before church. Then on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock, we have Sunday school and Bible class at 10 o'clock. There's, You know what? Got to help me here. I've got a, a, a discipleship, a basic Bible class I teach every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, and there's also other adult Bible classes, but if you want to learn the Bible, would you please come to my Bible class? You can start anywhere. There's 21 lessons. I think we're on lesson 16 this time. doesn't matter where you start. It's going to make sense. I talk. I just I bring out basic Bible teaching on all the important subjects. Okay, that's Sunday morning at 10 and during that same time, we have other adult Bible classes, and we also have it during the summer, a children's church going on, which is just, they put a lot of work into this thing. It's great. Your kids will love it. At 11 o'clock Sunday mornings, our worship service, and then this coming Sunday is Friendship Sunday. There'll be a meal after church, so come to that. Of course, the following day will be the 4th of July. I should be here uh, for the Tell It Like It Is show and get out in time just to see the fireworks next Sunday night. Or, yeah, 
No, Monday night. I'm sorry. Monday night's the 4th of July. I'll be all right. In Beach, North Dakota, they have their own Sunday service starting this Sunday, this this on July 2nd, 3rd. So they have services Tuesday night at 7.30, Sundays at 7.30. I don't even know the address to the new church. But you can't miss it. It's right on the main street that goes through Beach, Highway 16 or whatever that is. Used to be the restaurant. It's right next to the Family Dollar, or General Dollar, or whatever Dollar General, whatever it's called. It's right there. There in Beach, you're not going to get lost. I promise. But anyway, this Sunday, or anybody from Beach listening out there, text me if you're listening. Um, this Sunday will be this next Sunday will be Beach's first Sunday service, and Tuesday. At 7.30 was always their regular service. But now it's not at the Beach Community Center. Wednesday nights in Bowman at 7.30, 18 North Main. Sunday mornings at 10.30 in Bowman. Um, that's one of our daughter works down there, too. And some of those ladies are listening tonight. Oh, well, I got it done. Thank you for listening. Uh, God bless. I'm going to pray for you, Lord Jesus. God, I'm praying tonight for the Ninevites that are listening, God that they will take heed to the warning of getting right with God. We can't play games with you, Lord. You're a merciful God, but once we're dead, it's over. And God, help us, Lord, to get right with you now. And also, Lord, all of us, all the rest of us, God, that just remind us that no matter how bad people might be or how bad they might hurt us or hurt somebody else even, Lord, that they still are worth preaching the gospel to and sharing sharing about your mercy and forgiveness we just pray today in jesus name this is a this is a smooth calming song but it's got great words on judgment day i'm gonna let the blood speak for me I'm
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.